ఈ గ్రహదేవతాస్ ఈవెన్చువల్లీ యూ విల్ నీడ్ టు ట్రాన్సెండ్ అండ్ గెట్ అప్ టు ది ప్రధాన దేవతాస్ దీస్ ఆర్ నాట్ సెట్ టు గివ్ యూ ద రిక్వైర్డ్ ఎలివేషన్ ఇన్ లైఫ్ దే డూ టు అన్ ఎక్స్టెండ్ దే విల్ సెట్ యువర్ లైఫ్ ఇన్ ద రైట్ పాత్ ఇన్ ఎ వే దట్ యూ క్యాన్ స్టిల్ బట్ యా దెర్ ఈస్ అ సీలింగ్ టు వాట్ దే కెన్ గివ్ యూ రుద్ర in there are ruks where rudra is called an asura and praised at the same time not in a negative sense vamagne rudro asuro mahodiva so asura itself also was not inherently entirely seen in a negative sense now you have just because we have devotion we are not beyond the principles that operate in the world and in our life whatever act it's also how our purushartha is there what course of action we have taken in our own life what preferences we have uh, put for ourselves how we are operating namaste everyone another weekend another episode of my conversations with uh, shankara bharadwaj thandavali uh this time we are continuing the conversation on uh, devatas um and uh, we will pick up from uh, the last time and i have had a lot of questions these questions may be very naive childish almost sometimes but uh, being who i am i will ask them even at the cost of sounding silly or uh, with all the embarrassment but uh these are questions i do need answers for and i am hoping that you all will also um you know maybe have these same questions and hopefully they get answers so i sent you some questions and so i'll sort of go through them and then maybe start a- anywhere you like or or maybe we can pick one string up and start from there so yeah so why do auspicious and inauspicious times occur in a day rahu kala is what i'm talking about i mean if there is this one energy principle and like you mentioned last time that there are devatas and all leading you know sort of coming down if you like in lower and lower forms from the same energy principle and the shivan shakti principle then why have auspicious and inauspicious times are aren't all times auspicious and the other question that comes to mind is that are all the devatas are they limited in terms in quotes in terms of and i asked this last time as well can they only offer specific things for example if uh, if they are the same energy principle then can i go to saraswati and ask for shakti to find a battle or must i go to bhavani and go to saraswati for uh, asking for for knowledge uh, why are there angry devatas for example there is fear centrality around say for example shani devata and uh, it's 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 especially in north india it's uh, <clears throat> it's 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 you know you go to shani dev temples and it's full of i find at least my relationship of being pushing pe- going to uh, shani devta temples 
I was going through a tough time 10 years ago and everybody would tell me go to a Shani, Shani Mandir and um, I just find the all the rituals, everything fear-based. And that sort of reminds me of the Christian God or, or Allah punishing uh, ideas. And I've, I've had very, very big difficulties in, in, in going to a Shani temple. I did a few times and I could not manage anymore, no matter what the consequence was. And I just continued with my own Kriya, uh, which Sadhguru taught me and I'm fine. <laughs> it's not exactly uh, fear. Let us say uh, we have different worlds. Uh, so the Swarga is there, the uh, world of uh, illumination, illumined mind, and then you have a world of mains or the Pitra Devatas. Then uh, above the Swarga, you have the Maharloka where uh, you know, the intelligence principle operates, not the world of mind. And then you have the Ananda, Tapas, and then Satyaloka, all these things. So, uh, it, so it's all uh, contextual, what we are talking of, at what world it belongs, and how it operates, how those principles operate. So, Shani, obviously, yes, people, uh, in fact, uh, it's not, uh, even if people say that these grahas are more recent uh, and all these things, even in the uh, Veda-related uh, rituals, we find this so-called appeasement of uh, devatas where uh, you pray to them, asking them not to do any harm. Or if they, uh, I mean, they, people, especially the scholars, Indologists talk of these in different ways. They say there are some fears. Uh, once they are uh, feared to be giving, uh, doing harm, let's say some Vinayakas were there, so, or Rudra is there, or Yama is there. So they are... Uh, worshipped more in a appeasing way so that they don't do any harm now is that true at some level yes it all again depends not on that form but more on uh, our own elevation where we currently stand so let us say if we uh, are living our life and we have seen good and bad we want to avoid the bad and that is the common uh, Thing that anybody does and to avoid that bad you probably try to worship uh, some form uh, and do some specific ritual saying this 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 is done and therefore i want to avoid the harm so what kind of principles are these uh, you can have obstacles you can have uh, lack of success or uh, you can have uh, uh, unexpected uh, loss or harm. All these uh, at the uh, ultimate level, if you see as a principle of action, all these are not exactly accidental. These are happening because we have put ourselves in a condition where that is happening. Mm. And in that situation, what are we doing to avoid it? Yes, lot of people worship Shani. Uh, there are specific uh, timely rituals that can be done to avoid certain harm. Uh, or make sure that uh, it is not coming in that magnitude. The harm is minimized in a way that we can sail through difficulties. 
in fact there are so many suktas in the veda itself saying uh, let us say uh, durga sukta is there nave vasandham durita tegni just take me like uh, in a ship uh, sailing smoothly through the ocean of happening so that you know i don't feel all those ups and downs and all hmm. now th- the same principle operates also as a let us say just take it one level up the same devata is bhavatarin she is actually making you cross the ocean of happenings hmm. that being becoming the whole cycle is she is taking you through that a level below the same thing looks like no i have a difficulty she is uh, say making helping me cross these difficulties so it's basically at what level are we uh, looking at and what level we are operate not the level at which the devata is operate so each being based on his own evolution so let us say there are yagnikas people who uh, conduct proper uh, rituals and they live a, a life of yagna uh, they live life as a yagna uh, for them all this don't matter right they don't do very specific things to many uh, they believe in very few ultimate principles they conduct those, those rituals according to those principles and they expect that whatever small things ups and downs happen they are part or parcel of life and they are assured that at the higher level they have no harm that can happen to them correct so it's a question of how much we are evolved we are evolved to that point yeah we don't care about all this or even in that case maybe there could be some exceptional uh, situations acute situations where you may want to do those things yeah but why would you know so so you gave a good example of you know uh, worshiping or uh, doing a mantra jap or a yagya of the devi specifically asking for you know like a smooth sailing ship and the things now that completely makes sense right that's actually so the devi represents all of life all creation to me now of course i would i have you know uh, i would obviously go and ask the devi for help and i shared with you last time that you know conversations with god did this very beautiful thing for me it said that replace this word with heavy weight weighted word if you like very lot with lots of weight with the word life it, the relationship completely changes in that right you just look up and i go out and stand in front of the night sky and say i need help this is a problem and that's all i just let it be and then if there is some help that comes the great uh, and usually it does right at even at my level and things resolve themselves but you know the the difficulty was and and here is an anecdote right for you so to resolve my conundrum there is a mata amrita nandmai ashram uh, near my home and uh, if i think it was one of the sunny amavasyas which is which is supposedly very popular very i mean very uh, auspicious or something like that if you do sunny devta puja very interestingly at the amritanand mai ashram they have a shivalinga one and the out of the four mukhas one of them is a shani devta so i 
you know, for me, the relationship with Shiva is completely different. It is non-fear based. And so for me to go and ask for something over there is not a problem at all. And I think she changed the relationship or the ashram changed the relationship. They actually, I don't know, for some, just out of the blue, I got an SMS saying that uh, on so-and-so date, we are conducting a, uh, doing a Shani Puja. And do remember that uh, Shani Devta is, uh, is nothing but a manifestation of Shiva himself. Okay, now that suddenly changed my relationship. And here I went to the ashram to do a Radhana of Shiva, basically. Right? So while they were doing Charan of Shani Devta, I was doing it. But in my mind, it was uh, the Shiva Linga or, or Shiva behind it. And so you see what I'm trying to communicate. Instead of fear going to a Shani temple with everybody quiet, the atmosphere is so heavy. I find it so heavy and unnerving. <laughs> and instead of that, here is what I did. I don't know if it gave me, the, you know, turned things or gave me the results or no, but just the relationship changed. Why? Just why would we then actually go to Navagrahas or or do this? Why not just say the higher principles? Nothing wrong will happen. A little bit here or there, anyways, always happens in life, and then things go on. You do the right things at the right time, and. Uh, so let us say you have a scheme of uh, your own proper uh, uh, Devayagna and all that. You have the five Pradhana Murtis and you are worshipping all of that. The Dikpalakas, Lokapalakas, whatever installations you do, that keeps happening. Uh, if that is done, then all these don't matter. But there are lifestyles where this doesn't happen. In majority of cases. I don't understand. Explain to me. Also, so, I don't understand okay. Lok Palikas or Deep Palikas. I don't so, know. Okay. The, uh, you have this scheme of Devatas, right? There are the Deep Palikas, the 10 directions. You have Devatas ruling mm-hmm. those. Then you have the five uh, Loka Palikas, right? Uh, the, uh, let us say, the Rudra, Ganapati, Gauri, Vishnu, and uh, Brahma. Okay. Or the Panchayatana is there, the five main forms, Pradhana Devatas. So these, if uh, they are worshipped, it is said that they include everything else. So you do that and then probably everything else is implicit in that. And then there is a more elaborate scheme where as components of these things, you invoke the Dikpalakas, Lokapalakas, Graha Devatas, uh, Vishwa Devatas, everybody. So let us say... uh, the daily Agnya is done, the Agnihotra, all these uh, Devatas are propitiated every day. Uh, these, because this is very elaborate and not many people can do that, this has been condensed to say that only a few main forms, let us say your Panchayatana, you do that and then everything is implicit and taken care of. But how much of that uh, dilution and uh, uh, condensing can actually work for you in real life where we have not taken care of certain principles in our life. Those are going to come back and bite us. What do you it's mean? Not, some devata is not uh, pleased or anything because devata is a principle of life ultimately. If we are not, uh, if we have worshipped that as the whole, the entire uh, scheme of life, and every part of it is taken care of. 
if it is not so you have probably concentrated only on one principle you have been running after money you could be worshiping not worshiping but that is the one principle you have worshiped in your life there are other principles whose side effects are going to come back at now in what form are you going to make up for that these rituals are one aspect of that not exactly that uh, do this worship and but i mean so like uh, propitiating a devta fixes it but even if you do not fix the other parts of your life or are you saying that propitiating a devta will naturally cause our energies also potentially to find balance naturally inside our system which perhaps takes me to the point about maybe later to chakras and to our the to anand venkatraman's talk you about principles in our brain just going by your thing if you say god is life obviously yeah. in life that principle has entered in your life that principle has entered now what principle no whichever that form you are currently worshiping yeah. so whatever is missed out and you are now so these are all corrective me- measures right so the these are specifically done for when there is a dosha if you are uh, following the regular shrauta uh, uh, or smarta form of life or even agamik you would be your worship would involve all these things anyway right i mean people actually let us say there is a shani thing there also people have different ways of doing it some people directly go do that tailavshaka whatever or some people get some japa done or some people actually go one level up because each graha has a adhidevata and pratyasi devata so if you uh, worship rudra and that is part of your life there is no specific need additional need for you to go to uh, worship shani in a specific form or in the form of shani that is all there now but have you done have you been doing this in your life or not is the main question suddenly one day you wake up and this problem comes then you start shiva puja this may or may not go away in a day it may go it may take years together okay so you need I'm... quick fix solutions this will work okay right so i was uh talking to my friend in kerala uh i don't know if i should name him because this will be a public talk so very very interestingly he told me something and uh, about um, we were we were thinking about a project to actually build fresh new temples hmm? and uh, we were you, you know i mean he mentioned that the the prana pratishtha of the devta of the temple must be very, done very powerfully so that it can actually grant wishes very quickly and and uh, alleviate problems of people and all of that and then he said something very interesting maybe we can look at uh, yakshinis uh, the temples of yakshinis because they are very quick to give a boon they may be all small things in life my marital life improve my bachche ki education or something but they are very quick to give uh, blessings and and all of that so he said that that might be a, a good way to incorporate you know rejuvenate the hindu society or even non hindus to start coming and 
asking for uh, <laughs> blessings so that's a project so as an attraction as an attraction yes quick fix solutions so that is, is that what all these shirdi and all these are anyway right i mean the oh shirdi sorry it's also like that no people feel very easily connected to it because they think they pray for something and they have this kind of and then things come true all these things and that's one example a lot of these places yeah but shirdi sai baba is who you are talking about is it yes yes, yes. oh in the same same space is it yeah same space okay the question is whether there is transcendence there or not so eventually these devatas the graha devatas uh, eventually you will need to transcend and get up to the pradhan devatas these are not set to give you the required elevation in life they do to an extent they will set your life in the right path in a way that you can still but yeah there is a ceiling to what they can give you ultimately what is the uh, and that probably also was your other uh, thing right the, do they have limitations certain forms do have limitations yakshas they do have limitation in what they can give you gandharvas they have limitations devatas also have devatas in the sense of the swarga they will eventually but certain forms uh, like let us say rudra or vishnu they scale all the worlds so you start with even this level with the same form uh, you can eventually transcend to all the levels so that is why the pradhana devatas are important you hold catch on to them and then you are set <laughs> you don't need to change your course or anything okay and whatever course change is required they will say set that bring that change anyway so you basically you make your first connect and then you are taken care of so i'll make another comment this is an, uh, my conversation with uh, anuradha goel and she said something very interesting of indie details is a friend of mine uh, oh of course we've met and anuradha said that um, actually if you're on the right spiritual path um, shani never uh, causes problems actually the problems come in from shani devata only because he wants you to come on the spiritual path right and so it's a push to problems are a push to human kind to come on the spiritual path very interesting comment i thought so karma and vichara right so if they are to set those right i think shani operates but yeah i mean uh again uh, that is not a new phenomenon again it's not as if it became a cult later or whatever uh, yama was a principle rudra was a principle these principles were seen at certain level of fear but at the same time there was devotion where there was devotion shown by uh, devotees they actually uh, come at you in a very positive way also it's not as if they are inherently bad their portfolio in the scheme of things is like that <laughs> so <it's, laughs> but ultimately they are divine the kamakshi temple is one of my favorite temples uh, south indian temples near my home and it has a very very pleasant um uh, murti vigraham of of uh, ganpati 
and i recently read that there are some vigrahas of or or in indonesia in bali if i'm not wrong was it bali or was it indonesia that in some uh, sorry of course uh, bali is indonesia but i read somewhere somewhere in southeast asia some form of ganpati is actually considered malefic so how how can ganpati the same devta be in you know be somebody who removes the same devata actually there are infinite forms there are several vinayakas some are feared also in fact these are all a bit fluid uh, in the puranic uh, scheme things look a bit different but if you uh, let us say rudra in one, there are ricks where rudra is called an asura and praised at the same time not in a negative sense vamagne rudro asuro mahodiva so asura itself also was not inherently entirely seen in a negative sense uh, i think we were discussing this last time also they also come in the same scheme uh, in this sense uh, in this context she is the the word is used because he is seen as powerful and great not as a malefic but there are uh, certain vinayaka forms that were uh, feared also now yama is there yama is you see just uh, that yes and no right there is that definitely the death aspect is there but again if you go one level up it is not just about death it is a uh, life cycle inherently involves termination also so if you have understood the principle of life cycle and then you are duly worshiping or propitiating yama obviously you will have to propitiate yama along with varuna and indra and kubera if we have that big picture then this will not be seen as negative but if our life for some reason our uh, whatever our lifestyle could be our level of elevation could be if we don't see that we see only uh, a narrow part of what life is life means earning money or being happy just these things then obviously these principles are going to haunt us as undesirable or uh, if we see the big picture obviously uh, just the way all the other principles operate the indra or varuna mitra we also require to leave this body to take another new form no form can sustain us or help us achieve our goals of the being the being has its own goals and the body has limitations so it has to be thrown away uh, you need to take another body and you have that craving internally it's just that we have not uh, identified ourselves as our own jiva so in that sense we will start seeing the yama in a positive light so all these obstacles that come or all the harm that comes it is because at in at certain level it is undesirable that we start fearing these forms and then we'll have to work around those we need to do some appeasement all these things so it's again about uh, that is that evolution coming in us as we do these uh, forms of worship and uh, do we get that right perspective so 
Okay, so just going back to Ganpati. So, so yeah, again, sorry. they could be creating obstacles in your life. They could be, uh, there could be things harm. I mean, Rudra also, right? Rudra's darts can harm you as well as they can benefit you, based on which way things are directed and how we are. You are disposed to that principle. So the same Rudra who heals us can also throw the darts. Now. you have just because we have devotion we are not beyond the principles that operate in the world and in our life whatever act it's also how our purushartha is there what course of action we have taken in our own life what preferences we have uh, put for ourselves how we are operating so you have lived an unhealthy lifestyle you are going to get a health problem you call it rudra's dart or you call it anything so even in a common sense way this can these things can be explained the principle that is operating in the world or in the life in nature that is causing this effect to come to us you can personify it as a devata and try to propitiate so obviously uh, ganapati also has yeah the malefic forms are there fierce forms are there pleasant forms are there all forms are there in ganapati also so is that specific to ganapati i mean that's that could be any any devata right they all have uh, pleasant and fierce forms uh, would it be yes yes it's all of them so when you are doing a prana pratishtha of say ganapati the sankalpa of which form of ganapati or which either a, a malefic form what one which you want to propitiate to get hindrances away or a benevolent version of ganapati that depends on the sankalpa of who is establishing the pranapratishtha yes. the seers that are uh, doing it yes okay now so in that case then why is the form of ganapati itself important why not just a just a a uh, a stone and you establish why is the form important at all you just say whatever is the form that this i mean maybe just a shape of a i don't know a rock why is the elephant head important for example in that case or or why not just any other form and say the 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 energy of this uh, vigraham is so and so it is to for you to appease so that you get rid of so and so harm or it is a benevolent version for you so basically then you're saying that it doesn't matter whether it is devi or rudra or ganpati it they just have malefic forms and benevolent uh, forms is that not just malefic benevolent it can be anything it could be fierce it could be pleasant it could be valorous form there could be abhaya there could be bhaktanjanaya varadanjanaya we could have countless forms from yes basically what the seers are saying this is the form currently required in this area for this for the benefit of the surroundings is it the benefit of the surroundings or it is just established for um i don't know maybe just for people to come and access i mean it could be anything or is it actually thought of because of the surrounding no it's not just mankind that's the level at which seers operate right i mean that's we may be looking at ourselves but the rishis don't look at just this they look at the whole universe 
and in as part of that when they look at a certain place they take into consideration everything the human uh, well being the eco well being the animals plants all forms of life that isn't they the, see that in, place has an energy center right that place is an energy center but isn't the uh, the kshetram the in circle yes. of influence of the temple only limited to a certain area yeah and it depends certain kshetras it is vast certain kshetras it is limited to that temple so i mean that is a lived reality right i mean certain kshetras you go there ramakshetra you will see the monkeys coming devik kshetra uh, shyamala kshetra you go you find parrots coming there so it's not as if these are all unrelated the various forms of life and the ecology there always have certain relation beautiful and when you talk of uh, uh, divinity as a universal force all these it, it will include everything it will not just look at mankind and in the well being of the whole ecosystem things will work and for that what form is the most suitable form that will be installed there it could be a fierce form uh, let us say pratyangira is there or veerabhadra is there so those forms will be installed and uh, access also will be limited in certain ways you not everybody goes in just any uh, like you go to a jyotirlinga certain rituals are done there and certain times are there so specific forms will have uh, specific uh, restrictions and then there are universal uh, like the uh, jyotirlinga so people go all kinds of people go at all times there are no restrictions there so both exist side by side if why do restrictions exist or why are they needed okay uh, this relates to the other uh, question at the auspicious in auspicious times are there why are they and so practices times so you have, everything has a time space uh, context there are things beyond time space context you go to certain universal form and say that uh, just cosmic elevation I, you don't know what exactly elevation means at that point or what it but yeah that seed would have been put into your heart and then things would shape up into a tree maybe in the course of one life or several lives we never know but then there are specific things which have time and space constraints and say within this time this space you operate and to get this specific result there you will have a modus operandi right there will be so in fact the veda itself has the, the whole kalpa sutras where the time and space of ritual is there this, uh, the shape of the altar is there there are very specific details about everything about each of those uh, rituals and uh, okay we will take a, a very simple example it is said uh, you have uh, sun protecting you in the day you have moon protecting you in the night there are times when neither of these are there so nobody is protecting you you have to protect yourself with your own mantra so that the devata can come and protect you is it that a time when both of these are not there is it inauspicious maybe maybe not but it is basically saying that yeah at that time these things are not available for you you will need to make your alternate arrangements it is as simple as that where you have a protecting force operating mm. and where it is not there what you need to do night time there is no light 
you need to make your own arrangements to be able to see or maybe uh, you should not technically need light so set your lifestyle in a way that you don't need too much of night light whatever it is so this is ultimately a uh, a life lesson right uh, and then uh, if you are doing certain things uh, beneficial uh, you need some certain things beneficial you need to do some put in extra efforts you do some kamya ritual then you get that benefit and if you have if you really need it you need to follow the method if you have to get a promotion uh, in your office you need to do certain things and do certain things on that certain way only to please certain people only it's not as if you think something is good and automatically it will result in an elevation so obviously though uh, more than calling them restrictions they are the right things that land you in the right situations practicing those coming to time is time uh, uh, ಸಂಧ್ಯಾಂಪ್ಲೀಟ್ಲಿಸ್ಟ್ there are additional rituals then like the navratri pujas all those things so there are times where uh, there is no such uh, divine principle actively protecting us you can call it inauspicious or whatever but that is the time when your own effort that, manual yeah, effort will come how can there be any time when the divine is not operating it's operating all the time in us in all the world around constantly no these are two different contexts right okay at the ultimate level yes whatever is operating through you is also divine which is also sleeping every day and waking up correct so if it is there at this level it could be there that level also brahma also has a sleep and waking hours so it's not as if divine just because it is divine it doesn't have any times when it does not operate in certain ways in us also let us say is it awakened no it is not awakened we are trying hard to awaken that principle but it is we know that we are ultimately not enlightened people so that principle can be dormant in you it's not it is latent in everything at every time that is true that does not mean it is operating actively at all times in all beings so to awaken it is what all this devayagna that the rituals are there and in the uh, whether it is bhakti or yoga whatever practices we do it is all trying to keep it awakened uh, as much as possible so that again uh, similarly just like in the year within the day also we will have those uh, periods when uh, certain activities are most fruitful they say you study in the early hours it will work out well if you study in the midday it's not just as fruitful as as in the early hours is it about auspiciousness of time you can put it it's just a matter of language or how we are putting it but those principles are operating so i'll give you one example actually the first time i 
really came face to face with Rahu Kal was uh, I have been through the uh, Sri Sri Ravi Shankar Art of Living courses, and I did the advanced course as well many years ago. Uh, and somewhere during my basic course and perhaps the advanced course, uh, there was a Maharudra Puja. I think it was on one of the uh, on the Mahashivratri. And morning time, somewhere uh, nearby, they were doing a puja. And we landed up over there, all about maybe 50, 80 people gathered to do the Maharudra puja. And then they said, they realized that, uh, you know, it was not the right time to start the puja. And so we waited for an hour and a half for the Rahukal to pass before the Rudra Puja started. I could not understand that. It is for Shiva. I mean, the highest principle and, you know. Can be. Hmm. Yeah, but that's the thing. I mean, you, uh, it is just like uh, your study time, right? It's not, can look at the deeper uh, principle or whatever, but we know that this is a a very uh, empirically verifiable fact. When you are studying, you are study. You are able to concentrate in certain hours, not in certain hours. When we are doing work, we are productive in certain hours. We are not productive in certain hours. Our body is uh, suitable to it in certain hours, and it is not in certain hours. Why? Why is that not true in case of uh, the ritual? Is the simple question. Ritual also will have its own suitable times and suitable methods of doing. Midnight, there are certain midnight pujas also. There, uh, the method is different, the invocation is different. They also happen. In fact, Shivaratri people do that anyway. But there are also many specific uh, nighttime rituals that happen. Uh, now again, I mean, all these, how much you? It's not a question of belief, right? How many factors do you can you practically consider in life? while doing something. It may just not be feasible for us to look at everything every time. Every day can I look at Rahukala and start my ritual? I can't. I will have my own limitations. But when I am doing something Kamya, let us say once in a year, that I better do in the right time because I should be. It's as simple as that. That uh, Jyotisha is there, the, the timings are the Tithi, Varanakshatra, all those things are there, right? I mean, there are certain Tithis uh, more suitable for uh, uh, Shiva Puja, certain Tithis are more suitable for Devi Puja, all these things. They are there. Now, does it mean uh, it is inauspicious in that time to do something else? It depends. It depends on the level at which we are operating. Let us say it is a Pradhan Devata and ultimately we are not desiring for anything other than uh, just being able to do that. No, it doesn't matter. If there is a Kamya, we have a specific Sankalpa. You are doing it either for, let us say, Loka Kalyana or any specific cause or maybe just for rains or whatever. Then definitely we need to follow the time and space. Hmm and that method of ritual. Hmm. Or you can do your uh, ritual, uh, you think just your uh, uh, worship or your dhyana, anytime there is no time space restriction for that. 
but the moment a kamya comes the time space restriction also comes because it is for that specific purpose right so in fact uh, i mean it is the, we are the only civilization that say that uh, all days are auspicious right we have the uh, the shri tithi nitya devatas 15 uh, devatas for all the for each day in the fortnight mm-hmm. uh in the uh, shri vidya i think you have those list nitya devatas so yeah i mean in that sense everything is divine is acts uh, it's a given that is also visible in all these things we mention the tithi vara and for everything we say shubhatithi shubhanakshatra anywhere right it's not as if we call it ashubhatithi and then we do it every sankalpa that we do you you say that it is auspicious and then you are doing it so yeah these are two different things it, when we desire something we better follow the method it is as simple as that does the devata get angry if you do it in the wrong time maybe i mean that is again it it's it gets a bit technical you do certain practices that are very technical you go wrong there there will be results obviously everything that you do wrong will have a consequence uh in fact certain rituals they say yeah you do this the devata will get angry which means you should absolutely not do that the, it's it doesn't tell as much about the devata as emphasizing that you should not do it right? so when we are doing it we better do it diligently the right way right things uh the do devata punish at the level of karma uh, if you are talking at the level of karma principle there is no devata anywhere right? it's basically all you are doing mm. but in case there are certain rituals that we are doing for specific purposes let us say uh, or you are doing living life in certain way forget puja even if we are living life in certain way we are doing certain things right and certain things wrong whatever we are doing wrong those principles are also what we are wronging are also principles of divine they are going to eventually manifest as bad effects in our own life so there it will be termed as a dosha of towards certain devata or certain graha so then probably you show your to some siddhanti he will say yeah there is uh, you would have done this 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 kind of dosha is there you need to propitiate so and so devata and jyotisha itself is a uh karma siddhanta based right and it's karma phala siddhanta it is only telling you i mean jyotishas uh, uh, or the jyotishis also also keep telling us all the time we we don't control your future as much as so it's more like a watch it will tell you what is going on now it is up to you to change the course of your life and make it more fruitful and happy for yourself so it's a possible so, but, direction based on where you are now exactly including i've heard that the time at which you show up to the jyotisha yes. also <laughs> yes yes it's almost <laughs> as if running the baton that's why you landed now instead of in a better time yes it's almost like saying that you're in parallel universes all the time and where you land up there are multiple versions of yourself and 
<laughs> and then they're picking up the energy of where is this version headed yeah and okay. uh, at the ultimate level devata has no likes dislikes or anything but when you bring it down to a context let us say a specific form and say that uh, i mean that is why people usually recommend just go to a pradhana devata or a major form which can be transcendental now there are very fierce forms let us say uh, no chinamasta or kali or there are uh, virabhadra there are specific forms sharabha is there which are fierce forms also it's not as if again no devotee sees them as that right no devotee is afraid of them are can they get angry is again how you see it does yama get angry that is why he punish no he doesn't get angry he just <laughs> does what he has to do so it is a divine principle expressed in certain way let us say time is there time as a destroyer is always going to be terrible or terrifying time in a in the sense of uh, in uh, indiscreet or a continuous sense that will be a very happy thing to i mean once you have transcended so that is where ramakrishna paramahamsa also says no the ultimately when you go to her you will realize there is no color there is nothing it is not a terrifying form at all so the same form can be terrifying or non terrifying based on where at what level we are looking at it. because uh, the same description let us say the descriptions that we apply uh, the dhyana shlokas that we see the same exact descriptions apply when you see the devata as a parabrahma the same dhyana shloka will work ultimately it has no taste but it has a taste uh, i mean all the upanishadic thing right it is this but it is not this it is all this and more than this that kind of uh, descriptions all of them apply to all these uh, major devata forms they can give you moksha or also they can give you grant you abhyudaya or whatever based on at what level we currently stand that's possibly to do with if you are on the pravritti or nivritti marg as sino joseph ji in our talks mentioned so maybe we'll pick up this conversation from somewhere there yes. and then lead into some other aspects some other questions that i have and maybe we'll just maybe i'll keep making you move round and round in circles answering the same thing over and over again so let's meet the in the next session and maybe we'll pick up this conversation from where we are leaving off sankar sure thank you very much thank you